For Jeff MacArthur, I'm Arlene Bynum. Lots to talk about masks and get used to it because not only is the AGO, I'm sure, making some Group 7 masks as we speak, this is going to give us some freedom, certainly, to a lot of the people who are opening up as they see it's a way for human beings to come together. But not everybody is thrilled about this situation, and not everybody thinks that we should quietly just mask up. Joining us is Hazel Levenen, who's a researcher with the Ontario Civil Liberties Association. Hazel, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Arlene, for having me. I appreciate this opportunity. All right, Hazel, for for me, when I go into a small space now, I'm relieved when people are wearing masks. What is the civil liberties argument against that? Well, our um, our position is that there is no reliable scientific basis for mandatory mass measures. Um, in addition, um, our organization, as well as the World Health Organization, has identified potential harms and disadvantages from prolonged use of mask wearing. So we've actually uh, we put out a practice guide for um, Ontarians to um, uh, to practice uh, peaceful civil disobedience against the mass the mandatory mass measures that have popped up across different municipalities. All right, let's talk about what you say is the science against them. I I have not seen this. I have seen uh, heard word of it and seen a little bit of this argument, but epidemiologists and virologists around the world seem to agree that this could stop the virus to some degree. Well, our senior uh, researcher. Um uh, Dr. Denis Rancourt has actually he put out a policy paper which uh, is accessible through our website at uh, OCLA.ca and um, where he's reviewed the um, randomized control trials with a verified outcome that were specifically designed to t- detect for uh, a net benefit in uh, wearing a mask. And so from the review of the literature, um, and he also reviewed the, mandator- uh, the um, uh, meta-analyses um, and he concluded that there was no statistically significant difference in wearing a mask and not wearing a mask. And again, we also have identified potential harms. Um, so that's, this is why we are very concerned with these unilateral decisions um, by various municipalities to enact these mandatory mask measures. So we are recommending that people peacefully engage in civil disobedience. And we do have a guideline um, in, in response to how you can engage in peaceful civil disobedience. All right. Before we get into that, why, I'll just be very blunt, why should we listen to a doctor with the Civil Liberties Association when others are not saying that? And also, we know that I, you know, there is no medical uh, person that I've ever met, and certainly not during this pandemic, that didn't want to wear them in hospitals because they would protect them and they protect the patients. So if it was so uh, silly and not really proven, why has this been a practice in with many other diseases as well? Well, I can just, so our stated position is that there there is no reliable scientific basis. Um, we have, um, again, we do have that policy paper that was produced by uh, Dr. Denis Rancourt. Um, but the science aside, um, if I can just bring it to a personal level. So mm-hmm. I have a husband and a toddler, and uh, we go out and we don't wear masks. And we find that many of our neighbors who wear masks are quite terrified. People don't want to hold hand railings. Um, they don't want to say hello to their neighbors. And I, I do find that it is quite 
quite unhealthy for society where neighbors don't talk to neighbors. Um, and uh, Hazel, come on. I mean, I have to, I understand, but the people aren't hysterical. You know, I put a mask on when I go in a grocery store. Everybody's nice. I can tell now if people are smiling. I have not seen this hysteria. It's not one or the other, really, is it? Well, that I'm, I can only speak from from my personal experience. I have um, experienced that um, myself as in my young family, but um, you know the the kind of terror that comes along. So, um, but then that aside, again, we we have identified um, other potential harms that come along with wearing masks. Um, so, and it's not even and the the World Health Organization has also described in detail these potential harms which is our concern with these mandatory mass measures. All right. So you've got these these harms, but yet you have the harm of the virus. What what do you at the Civil Liberties Association? No, I get it. I mean, that's what civil liberties are about. Please don't tell us what to do. On the other hand, this is a pandemic, so it's not just about people's personal freedom, is it? I mean, it's about... It's about what harms other people, as um, the great literary work said, no man is an island. And we we all have to try to get out. We want to get our economy going again. And the research that I have seen shows that it does stop the droplets to some degree, especially if everybody's wearing it. And we do know now so many things more about this virus that it is. It's the droplets in the air. It's not so much the fomite, the hard things that you can touch. And Hazel, is this a, a position that the civil liberties is willing to be flexible on at all? Well, based on the, the science that we've reviewed, um, again, we do not find that there is a uh, there is an advantage in mandatory mass measures, which is why, and again, we have highlighted the harms. So we do feel strongly about this. And in addition, it's the unilateral decisions that have been made without consulting, you know, people. Folks should be involved in these kind of measures that are being imposed. And so we, there is a lot of concern with, the, uh, with that impact. Do you have a position? I mean, you know, I was I was describing and look, you know, I in a normal time would say, hey, yeah, don't tell me what to do. On the other hand, I I see it as a position of power. You can get out there and you can protect others. And I, I have not seen the evidence that has convinced me that it is not something that protects people because we know, I mean, we've seen choirs and when people are around together, um, does the Civil Liberties Association, does it advocate um, anything about reducing your liberty during this pandemic? I mean, how do you suggest people avoid this disease? Well, if so if we had identified um reliable scientific basis that did say that that mandatory mask measures would reduce the infection um we would have put that out that would have been our position at the time so Mm -hmm. it's not but it's just if this doctor your doctor has to say it's okay uh no but it's this is um a position that we've identified because again there the, the science that we've identified is quite weak that and so with these rely with unreliable scientific basis to go along with these measures. That That's really our concern. So what do you think is happening here? I mean, you've got Dr. Fauci, you've got the Center for Disease Control, you got, you know, virologists, epidemiologists. I've talked to a, a million of them, and there's been 
you know, a trajectory of thought on mass. And now they realize, as they say, it flies through the air. And that's a big part of how people get the disease. So who do we believe here? Are you saying all these people are misinformed? And if they are, why are they telling us to wear masks? What have they got? What's in it for them? Well, there has not been, um, you know, science is just not a consensus in that sense. So there have been... No, there's great debates within yeah. the scientific community on uh, everything. Absolutely. And there is um, other researchers, for example, the eminent medical researcher, uh, Dr. John Ioannidis. So he talks about um, his concern um, in relation to mandatory mask measures. So there, there are other researchers who have also called into question some of these mandatory mask measures. And um, so it's not just our, um, our, our senior uh, doctor at OCLA. Um, and so, uh, so based on our evidence, this is what we are putting forward. We are putting forward, we are concerned that, you know, these, these uh, measures are being made without public consultation and without significant um, um, or rather reliable scientific basis for these mandatory measures. So you're advocating that people kick up a fuss. How do you think they should do it? Uh, so we are asking that they do so peacefully. Um, we did put forward a practice guide. Um, we encourage people not to be isolated, to um, find a trusted person to accompany them, not to be legalistic or argumentative, um, you know, to um, uh, very calmly and peacefully state their position in terms of why they do not want to wear a mask. Uh, we do recommend that people record their interactions with uh, authorities and bylaw personnel and um, make it public. And so well, you know, it's going to be a big challenge because the mandatory masks are spreading in, in so many areas. Hazel, is there a moment? I mean, is, there, is this just about liberty? I know you're talking about science. There has been a debate within the scientific community on so many things. But there is quite uh, a body of science. And let's put it this way. You know, what did, What do we do in the pandemic? I haven't seen, you know, people who don't want to wear masks. They talk about this hysteria. I'm not running and screaming and yelling through the streets. I just put on a mask here. Yeah, so, again, um, one of the things, though, that I we do also feel strongly on is that the, uh, the potential harms, which we haven't seen discussed much. So, you know, there is the concern that, you know, with me, uh, prolonged use of masks, that can lead to potential headaches and or breathing difficulties. Um, there's also the issue with, uh, you know, uh, having contamination, touching your eyes, touching um, your uh, mm -hmm. So it's good to wear, in my opinion, a mask and a full face shield. May I say, you're not going to want to hear that. Hazel, we're out of time. Thank you. I'm glad we invited you today. Thank you. Thank you for Bye -bye. having me. All right. Hazel Levenen, who is a researcher with the Ontario Civil Liberties Association. And there you go. Robust debate. The mask. It's not going away. For Jeff MacArthur, I'm Arlene Bynan.